Welcome to On the Prowl. Hi everybody, welcome to On the Prowl. I'm Robert Hoden. And I'm Ramey Johnson. Today on this episode, we have Sudo Upadeo with us from Fox 5 in Atlanta, Georgia. He'll be working with the Atlanta Falcons. Sudo, welcome to the pod. Welcome hey, thanks you. for having me, guys. Absolutely. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, no worries. How's your week been? It's pretty good. Pretty good so far. What are we, uh, middle of the week? So nothing to complain about right now. Yeah, right here at home, day. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, we're on the back end. So, uh, you know, things are going well, man. Can't really, I uh, can't really gauge the week as of now. I think everything's pretty, pretty good. Well, we know you, we know you have a podcast as well, but what led you to starting the podcast with Chip? I got bought. <laughs> yeah, it's a part of Pivot. It's uh, So when I moved from Memphis to Atlanta back in January and left Channel 5, I, I always just, uh, I'm not a person who can sit still. I'm always looking to do, you know, whatever comes to mind. And so I wanted a place where I could sort of use as a creative outlet outside of the, the work I do on television. So I launched a, a uh, my own personal media kind of brand, whatever you want to call it, called Pivot. And so I got Ball as a podcast on there. Chip and I are good friends. We talk basketball all the time. And we decided, you know, why not do a basketball podcast on there along with, I have another podcast with some buddies. It's just, you know, a good time just yeah. uh, having conversations with my friends and, uh, you know, I have my career in TV or whatever, but you know, it's something I can do on the side. And, and if I have a creative spark and it's not something I can do with my job, it's something I can use on pivot. So yeah, it's a, it's a new project and I'm excited to see kind of where it goes. I've been listening to a couple episodes you've released. You're doing really good with it. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. It's uh podcasting. So it's crazy. That's why, you know, I saw you guys, you know, just fresh out of high school and, and doing this. And, you know, I, I think I had my first podcast when I was like a freshman in high school. So I was like, I had to show them love, man. I remember being being a kid and asking like adults to try to come on my podcast. Of course, I wasn't as lucky, but uh, you know, I, I love I love the hustle, man. I love I love seeing. Um, well, we appreciate you coming on our, on ours. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Appreciate yeah. It. Well, you mentioned that you have a basketball podcast, but you also have multiple, like you do multi sports, so multiple sports. So, um, what would you say is your favorite sport to cover? Oh, that's a great question. Um, you know, I, I love basketball. Now, I haven't covered a pro football franchise directly. This will be my first season. Uh, crossing our fingers, we get a football season this year, so I have a job. Um, but I, you know, I've covered I've covered the NBA. I've covered uh, you know a little bit of the MLB. You know, uh, through the Redbirds and Cardinals when I was in Memphis. Uh, I don't know. I, I think basketball for sure. Football was my first love. So okay, I'm really excited to get to cover the NFL directly here in Atlanta. I, I, I covered the Titans kind of remotely from Memphis when I was in Memphis, but to actually be yeah. there and and uh, be involved with the team is going to be really cool. So. As of right now, I, I'll say basketball just because I haven't covered the NFL directly, but I have a feeling I'm going to have a good time doing football as well. So when you, you went, you're an Ole Miss alum, right? That's correct, yeah. So did you cover any sports as you were there? Uh, yeah, I, I, I was super lucky. I um, So I grew up in Oxford, Mississippi, where Ole Miss is. So um, my, my dad worked on campus. So I was exposed to the athletics department kind of at a young age. He had friends that worked there. I uh, had an interest and had kind of started my own YouTube channel talking about Ole Miss. So they were very welcoming and wanted me to come be a part of it uh, and, and help my growth at a young age. So yeah, man, I was, I was working Ole Miss football, basketball games on the sidelines in high school. And then when I got to college at Ole Miss, I was pretty much had a head start because I already knew a lot of people. And so I was able to get involved in the student journalism there pretty much from the time I got there until I graduated. So right. yeah, that, that was probably the most valuable experiences were covering Ole Miss athletics, uh, whether that was in high school or in college. 
for sure. So, so it sounds like you enjoyed your time at Ole Miss. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I, I had a great time. It was, um, it was, I guess it was a dream school in a sense. I mean, when it's your hometown, I guess it's, it's kind of built in, but yeah, yeah, I, I grew up uh, just kind of loving the sports teams there. And, uh, you know, Ole Miss athletics was a big part of my childhood. So yeah. when I actually got there, Ole Miss was good. <laughs> the, you know, the football team was good. Uh, the best records in, in, you know, years. So we, you know, we, I got to enjoy some good times. Right. That's the same way with us because we're big Tigers and Grizzlies fans. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's a good time to be a Tiger. We're both born from Memphis and still live yeah. in Memphis. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you, you definitely got a good experience. Like, D1, SEC, I mean, some it's big names. Good start, that you, yeah. I, I, yeah. No, it was a lot of fun, guys. I, uh, I got, I mean, almost football, you know, and I talk about football because that's the main sport there. It's, it hasn't always been uh, – you know, it's always rocky. It's a bit rocky, but when I was there, at least we yeah. we, we had some of the best years in recent history. So yeah. yeah, my college experience was good. Which led you to Action News Five. Oh man, yeah, that was that was such a cool opportunity. I I was uh, I think I was a junior in college when they first kind of came on the radar. Okay. Uh, they'd offered me an internship, but I had a job that kind of conflicted. I couldn't work with them. But uh, the next semester, I, I was graduating a semester early, so they they happened to come on campus and uh, kind of saw my reel. They had an opening. They pretty much were like, "Look, you know, we we can't say we're going to hire you, but you, we like you a lot." And so, right, uh, there was already a bit of a relationship there, and so I was able to come in straight out of college which you know for a market that size uh, I guess it's a little more uh, common now these days since they don't really want to pay ca- uh, people a whole lot in the yeah. industry anymore but that. even at the time I was hired in 2017 like it was a it was a big deal to go straight from college to Memphis so I consider myself like super blessed to get that opportunity and, and get exposed to a market of that size um, you know the relationships there uh, with my sports director Jarvis Greer right. uh, and, and some other people that work there I mean we're tremendous uh, Jarvis to this day uh, we, we talk on the phone uh, every every few weeks and yeah man the people I met there just those are those are relationships that are you know they're going to be there for a lifetime and that's great that you still are able to talk with them and yeah absolutely some of you know some of those people are like my family now you know yeah. some of the reporters and uh, obviously Jarvis and uh, you know even some people that worked uh, behind the scenes there I mean I when when I see them it's like seeing a family member so yeah it was a really cool experience so as you're now in Atlanta what will you miss the most about the city of Memphis <laughs> you know it's crazy I miss it a lot man I uh Memphis is one of those places that it's sneaky how it catches you you know yeah. like every everyone says that from out of town you guys grew up there but um it's just a city with soul man it's such a cliche to say that but it really is it 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 you could feel it in, when you walk uh in Memphis I, I I live downtown and I used to take a lot of walks down to the river and just kind of you know the bridge to Arkansas all that stuff and you know it's just uh it grabs you and so I've been back a few times I've, I've missed yeah. it so much that even with the pandemic I've, I've gone back and visited my friends and uh you know gone gone back a few times that I love it man it's I, I always tell people I was I grew up in Oxford Mississippi uh but Memphis Tennessee is my home as well and and so is Atlanta now but yeah uh, I definitely consider Memphis a home for me well we embrace you with open arms and I have to say I bet you miss having less traffic uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. The traffic traffic is a big, uh, big difference. Uh, I, I lived uh, right down the street from some some of the best restaurants, uh, you know, you could say in the world, in the South, whatever. I mean, in the country, yeah. you know, I was right there, you know, so uh, I definitely miss some of that food. And the people, you know, the the the, the friends and the close knit group of people I, I, I had kind of close to me there I, I definitely miss all that I, I get that for sure but you're on to bigger and better things so um, yeah well I, I don't know about better uh, you know yeah. I don't I don't like to compare it that way but <laughs> bigger there, we'll, we'll say that for sure. that sounds good so now with being at 
in the city of an NFL team with the news of Patrick Mahomes and his big deal. What do you, what are your thoughts on it? Oh man, you know, good for Patrick, man. I, you know, he deserves it. He's definitely a, uh, a one of a kind quarterback. There's only a couple other guys kind of in that, in that range in his age group. So I was super, I was, I was happy for him. I was like, I like Patrick Mahomes, you know, as far as we know, he's a great upstanding guy, you know, yeah. uh, charitable, you know, fans love him. He's nice to his fans and the people of Kansas city love him. And, you know, the stuff he's accomplished at his age is, you know, some people never do in their careers. So yeah. uh, he deserves it, obviously. Now, the money in the NFL isn't guaranteed. So, yeah. you know, the chances of him seeing half a billion dollars are probably far less likely than we think. But he's still getting a huge chunk of money. It's a great contract for him. Uh, yeah. At least as of right now, it seems like a great contract for him. So, yeah, I was super happy for him. How, how would you say that affects, like, the future of the NFL? Like, because, I mean, that is the biggest contract in, like, sports history pretty much. Yeah, I, th- I think as these things go, as we've seen in the past, uh, anytime someone gets a record deal, someone else tries to get a deal even yeah. bigger, you know? So I think for it's sure. only going to push that that level of – uh you know, the money up, especially for quarterbacks, it's going to push that up. So I don't think it's going to be crazy to see bigger contracts or contracts just as big uh, for guys. And and you look at the way Mahomes' contract is negotiated. Uh, you know, some people think that a Brinks truck pulled up and dropped off $500 million <laughs> at his house. It's not the case. There's a lot of things that he has to meet and uh, on that contract. So maybe some other guys and their agents will be even smarter and try to get even more guaranteed money yeah. than what Pat Patrick got. So I don't think it's going to be crazy to see bigger contracts or contracts just as big. If I'm not mistaken, it was 477 guaranteed, uh, a million in guaranteed. It, it was, it was yeah, still a he's, lot. He's in the 140 million, I think, guaranteed. That's okay. if he's hurt tomorrow or something. I'm pretty sure that's kind of the yeah. range, yeah. close to 150. And then after that, there's so many incentives and buy, you know, a lot of money, a lot of stuff. Yeah. So now, of course, you're in the city of the Hawks. So with the NBA restarting in a couple of weeks, what are your thoughts on NBA? Oh man, it's it's going to be interesting. You know, I uh, yeah, I'm in I'm in Atlanta now, which is um, obviously the Hawks. I you know. I, I, I kind of fell in love with the Grizzlies on the low, just covering them while I was there. I, I was there when Ja was drafted in New York and just kind of saw that this that whole process of them rebuilding and, and getting to where they're at right now. And they're still rebuilding, but, you know, it seems pretty fast. So I have a little love for them, for the Grizz. I actually went and saw uh, the Grizzlies play the Hawks when they were here uh, right before everything shut down. So uh, it's funny, but I'm actually a Spurs fan. So it's weird for me. Like I'm in Atlanta. I, I like the Grizzlies because I covered them, but I'm a Spurs fan. I grew up a Spurs fan. So, uh, but the restart itself is, uh, you know, it's cool. It's I, I'm glad we're getting basketball back. Uh, I am a little worried, a little concerned about the, the cases of COVID rising and hopefully this won't affect the players. I'm, I'm hoping the NBA and, and the guys uh, do a good job of keeping themselves, you know, healthy and, and yeah. away from this, but it, it just feels like it's out of control. So I, I, I'm interested to see how things proceed with the, with the cases rising, especially in Florida, even though they're in a bubble. I mean, you, you know, yeah. airborne uh, disease or travels, you know, through the air. So there's a lot of things. So yeah, to worry about. And so I, I like the way the NBA, uh, I like their restart plan. I like everything that they came up with. Uh, I'm just hoping they go through with it because, um, you know, there is still a chance that COVID could get out of control and this could have, you know, derailed their plan. So, right. Especially, watch too, closely. especially a team like the Brooklyn Nets, they have like seven or eight guys out. So it's like, it's really hard to, to play basketball when almost half the team is out. So yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. You got guys, some guys are choosing to sit out, you know, other guys, yeah, have been affected by COVID. Some guys are afraid of, of, 
getting it and then bringing it to their families and all kinds of stuff. So it's a serious time. I know everybody wants basketball and most fans are, you know, ready, obviously to, to get this thing started and watch basketball again. But um, obviously we have to make, you know, all the decisions will be made regarded, uh, you know, in regards to COVID. So along with NBA, what do you think the Grizzlies roster will look like now that everyone's going to be active and able to play? Oh man. Yeah. They've, they've got a, they've got an opportunity for an um, exciting lineup. Obviously Jaws the show. That's what everybody's uh, kind of uh, focused on on, I guess, but obviously, you know, Justice Winslow was kind of on the process of, of being fully ready to go uh-huh. at the time, um, at the time everything stopped. I know he, he'd been back for a little bit, but now you, you would think he'd be much healthier, right? And Justice, to me, is one of those key guys that yeah. is really going to make an impact uh, at this point of the season. Um, you know, Dylan Brooks, all these guys that had tiny knickknack injuries, Brandon Clark, I think, had had a bit of a kind of a knickknack thing that was nagging him. So uh, there's a lot of guys that I think, uh, you know, the midseason banged up kind of thing post all-star break you know somebody's got something going on you know what I mean even if it's not serious so giving them you know a few months off to recover and recoup and get their minds you know ready to go I think you're going to see a really energized Grizzlies team that knows that it's capable of you know potentially uh making a run now I don't think they're going to be you know getting past the Lakers or anything but to grab a couple games in a series like that to make things exciting for the future I think that's what that's what Grizzlies fans should be looking forward to so let's go back and talk about what made you want to become a sports anchor in the first place <laughs> yeah so it's uh it goes back to my just my childhood i so i grew up in oxford mississippi and right. so at the time i was uh growing up uh eli manning was you know he was oh, he yeah. was the he was the talk of the town he was he was the quarterback of the rebels i was a huge old miss fan and so naturally like every other kid in that town i guess that was a first grader second grader whatever it was and i wanted to i wanted to be a quarterback i wanted to be just like eli i wanted you know Right. to play for old this one day you know so that's kind of where that started right and and uh so for a long time i was convinced i was like i'm gonna work my butt off and i'm gonna play professional football that's what i'm gonna do it's like any kid you know you're naive you don't know how hard it is uh i, I think i played pop warner for a couple years and after that I, I was like all right this you know this isn't gonna work i'm, I'm undersized you know I, I can throw the football i'm comfortable playing the game but i you know i every time i get hit it's like the end of the world i was tiny <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, I think it was just kind of a bit of a push for my dad. Uh, I think when I was getting to middle school, I was talking about playing middle school football and he was like, why don't you, you know, why don't you try something else? And I was always really good at, um, at just talking about sports, like watching games and then analyzing that or like giving my opinions and in, in uh, at least what other people told me was a very coherent way. So uh, I think when I was in middle school, around the same time I was kind of discovering this stuff, uh, I took like a career aptitude test in, in a, in a class uh, one of the things on there was communications and so I looked up communications and I figured out oh that means I can talk about sports on tv so yeah. it just sort of snowballed from there I, I I went from middle school into high school and I was like you know I was an active kid like I said I was always I can't sit still I, I gotta yeah. be doing something so I started a YouTube channel and uh would, would talk about Ole Miss and uh, my dad working in technology, I always had a camera or a green screen. Something was around me to where I could take advantage of it. Yeah. I, I was lucky in that regard. So I, I was just using all these things and trying to figure out, you know, how to use a green screen, how to edit, how to script, how to shoot, how, you know, 
all that stuff. I was learning all these skills at a young age. So by the time I got, you know, got to senior year of high school, I mean, I'd, I'd pretty much been doing an internship with Ole Miss Athletics. I'd done high school journalism. That includes like TV, newspaper. We had an online paper. Like oh, I just immersed myself into that world. And yeah. I knew, I mean, I knew pretty much from the get-go that that's what I wanted to do because I enjoyed it and I was good at it. And I knew that if I kept working hard at it, it, it might take me somewhere. So it all, it all started with a dream of wanting to be uh, wanting to be a quarterback. <laughs> yeah, I get that. But you've come a long way and you're not stopping anytime soon. So, so, so you guys are clearly uh, taking initiative. You know, I, I get people ask me all the time, you know, I, random people, you know, you guys at least were like, hey, we just graduated from White Station. We want to come on our podcast. And I was like, heck yeah, a bunch of kids taking initiative. I, I'd love to. But yeah. I always get people, I get random, you know, some, someone's like, hey, you come on this. And I'm like, who are like, who are you? You know, so, <laughs> yeah. uh, but I can see you guys are doing that. That's, that's why one of the reasons I even uh, came on was like, I was like, man, they're, they're young and they're clearly trying to put in the reps to get better. So that's literally all you do. You just like work, 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 work and then hope it sticks, you know? Well, I really appreciate that. We, yeah, we really appreciate yeah. that. And also, yeah. we really appreciate you coming on this episode of On the Prowl with us. Oh, no, yeah. No, just thank you guys. Absolutely. You know, you, you're doing a great job, it looks like. Um, and, you know, just keep going, man. Uh, keep working. And that's all it is. Like, I, I can't say it enough. Like, reps, no matter what it is. Uh, you know, you get to your classes and – you're going to learn some key skills in there. But if you guys have like a student media arm at the university and just immerse yourself in as many things as possible, whether it's radio, TV, newspaper, whatever you can get your hands on, okay. whatever gets you into whatever doors, you know, to, to cover stuff. That's kind of my advice. Well, I really appreciate your advice. Absolutely, guys. I'm Robert Oden. I'm Ramey Johnson. Love you guys. Peace. Don't forget to join us next time. On the prowl with the boys, yeah we swoop, yeah we swoop, and we got them high blocks, and we'll shoot, and we'll shoot with the Mercedes Benz in the coop, in the coop, and this shit so fucking hard, it's on loop.